What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the best advice ever podcast with your boy. Yeah. Comedian Mike Goodwin. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and getting a lot of feedback about the podcast. And I appreciate all the feedback. But as I always do in my personal life and when things become a little routine, I switch it up. Switching it up on you. Got people getting a little too comfortable. You think you know what's going to happen next. Throw your curveball. Don't get too comfortable with Mike Goodwin because he's going to switch it up. In this episode, I'm starting with the mind of Mike. Yeah. I was thinking about this recently as it relates to comedy, being a comedian. I am going to be a comedian whether I'm on stage or not. Just It's just in my DNA, I just can't help myself from cracking a joke. It and it and it's so it's so a part of who I am. I, I just can't get away from it. So I was at an event this weekend. I shout out to my man. I just graduated from college. Jason Jones. Couldn't remember Jason's last name. I was like, what's Jason's last name? Then I was thinking about his wife's name. Jason Jones had to get together, celebrate, receiving his bachelor's degree. It was at Mio's. Mio's is a, it's a, it's a, an Asian cuisine. Asian cuisine. Some family, friends were there. Saturday afternoon get together. So I show up, wrapping up. And traditionally, at any type of meal, especially you know, at a, when you're getting some Asian cuisine. They have the fortune cookies. Pass the fortune cookies around. People read the fortune out. It wraps up the afternoon. It wraps up the event. Well, I get my fortune cookie. I open it and I read it. And it was not something I was like, whoa, this is not a normal fortune. So I read my fortune and it read something to the degree of focus more on your feminine side that was that was the gist of of my focus of my fortune it, it basically said this is the time for you to discover focus concentrate more on your feminine side so i read it to the group and group like ah oh, what is, man what is that come on man i'm reading it like yeah this doesn't resonate normally you know most times my, my, my fortunes they resonate i'm like oh this is a good fortune hold on it not this one. So the group was like, hey, man, get another one. So I wanted another one. I grabbed another one. I read it and it said, I said, focus on your feminine side. So I just in that moment, <laughs> I just repeated what I had read on my previous fortune. Now, of course, my fortune didn't say that. But the laugh, though, could y'all, can you imagine how big <laughs> that laugh was, especially what I read? I said, concentrate on your fitness. <laughs> oh, man, it, it was, that was a great, a great laugh. So that's one of the main, that's one of the main things that I bring 
is last. So I have this, it's not a new segment, it's still in the what you're not gonna do segment. There was no on the road episode. I was on the road though. We're on the road for Mother's Day. Went to go see my beautiful mother-in-law. Uh, shout out to all the moms and all the bonus moms and the people that we hold near and dear to our hearts that serve as mother figures. Hope y'all had a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. But no on the road. This podcast episode. I'm out here giving out bars, baby. In the paper, they had a section for Ask Human Resources, and they presented this question to a professional. You know, the gentleman here, he's the president and CEO of Society for Human Resource Management, the world's largest HR professional society. He's the author of Reset, a leader's guide to work in an age of upheaval. He, so he give, he gave the folks that sent in a question and response. And it was professional. And it was appropriate. And it was the type of answer that you would expect from a human resource professional. But guess what? Mike Goodwin is not a human resource professional. And I worked in a number of of places I'm well acclimated to the workforce, working in corporate America, working for the military, serving for the military. I also was a a pizza delivery guy. I worked at a grocery store. I've had quite a number of jobs. Well, I was like, what about the information that this gentleman cannot share? The what you're not going to do information. So I'm going to read this. And if you have a similar experience at your job, maybe the words that I will share with you, they won't help you. They will get you fired. They will not extend your career. It will derail your career. But I think it would be interesting to know what the what you're not going to do response should be for these human resource questions. So the first question. Two of the people that I manage don't get along at all. They can't be in the same place for a long, for too long without snipe, without snipping at each other and escalating into an all out argument. Sniping at each other, escalating to an all out argument. They regularly disrupt our team meetings and our workflow with their constant banter what can i do to get my employees to stop arguing and that's parker parker submitted this question so i'm gonna give you the what you're not gonna do answer for these two employees doors so, so again parker asks what can i do to get my employees to stop arguing. So Parker, what I would suggest that you do, you bring both of the employees in and you say, hey, this is an opportunity for you to clear the air. What, what I've noticed here for the last few weeks, y'all have been arguing, been very disruptive to our work environment. Uh, but going forward, 
from this point. What you're not going to do is keep up this foolishness. So here's some boxing gloves. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a set for you. Here's a set for you. Yeah, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to give you put three minutes on the clock. Have at it. Now, the person that knocks the other person down, that's the person that can keep talking. Because the other person, if you say something, we're going to come back in this office and you're going to box again. Yeah. What you're not going to do is disrupt our harmonious work environment, our workflow. So I'm going to move my desk. I'm going to get everybody in the office around. I'm the referee. No, no punches below the belt. When I say fight, you got three minutes. And after that, we're going to go back to work. And the one that got whooped, whenever you start running your mind, everybody's going to kind of look at you like, hey, man, might want to pipe down. <laughs> might want to rein that in, these little comments, all this little chirping, because we can go back in the office. We can pull these boxing gloves. I'm, I'm going to have them. They're going to be here ready, at the ready. So whenever y'all feel a little like y'all can't communicate well, we're gonna, we gonna step in this office. Now I I don't know what the what the what the handbook says about this, but if if I was the supervisor, that would be my course of resolution for HR. What you're not gonna do is is, is keep this up, people. That so that's one what's that's one thing. He says, What can I do? That's one thing you can do. The other thing you can do, you can fire them. Yeah. Uh, get your coat, your keys, and leave. Hey, hey, I've talked to y'all. Now, make sure you've documented at least some of your mediation. Hey, somebody got to go. The weakest link. Who's doing the least, who's least productive? If one of them more productive, fire the least productive one. And tell the red, everybody else, hey. If you keep carrying on, this is how your career here will end. Me firing you. Because what you're not going to do is keep arguing and fighting at the job. That's what you're not going to do. So that's another way you can handle it, Parker. Parker, fire. Fire one of them. Fire the least productive one. Now, but here's the one. That will probably solve all your problems. You have them to bring in their spouses, a boyfriend, girlfriend, because obviously these folks were dating and something went awry. And, and now they got all this, all this frustration. But I bet you they partner don't know that they had their job acting a monkey. Acting a stone cold fool. I bet you. I bet, you, I bet you if I was at my job getting into it with somebody and you told my wife, I'm probably going to stop getting into it with these people because they see like, what's the deal? Why, why, why you can't professionally conduct business with this person? Now, if I didn't did something I had no business doing, that's why I, now this is hypothetical. This is <laughs> great husband, full of fidelity. But if you get your other, get they, get they other halves involved, 
you'll cut out all that foolishness. So what you're not going to do is keep this up. And if they single, go on and date. I know it says it's not, it's frowned upon for y'all to be dating in the workplace, but clearly y'all have the hots for each other. And you're acting like kindergartners. They want to hit each other, but you really like each other. So go on and date. Matter of fact, I've talked to everybody in the office. We've collected money to take to send you out on your first date. Because what you're not going to do is come in here with all this sexual frustration and mess up everybody else's evening and afternoon and, and work time here at the office. So what you're not going to do is ignore this chemistry that y'all clearly have going on because you can't get stuff done without getting in arguments. So you like each other, like you're six years old, hitting on each other, throwing sand and paint and toys at nap time. That's the way I would handle that one. <laughs> the best advice ever. And today's best advice is simply to be kind to one another. Man, I've noticed how short, how rude, how inconsiderate people are in their social interactions especially online online people resort to name calling if there's a disagreement very quickly in the comments you know you disagree with somebody and all of a sudden here comes the name calling and I, and, and and whether that's online if you look across society there's road rage people are losing their minds driving. Now there's something that they've deemed air rage where folks on flights are acting like children. I just watched a clip recently of a, a grown man. There was a baby doing what babies do on a flight, crying. And this man loses it. This man goes bonkers because a baby's crying on a flight. And what I think that would help all of us, if we all just took a deep breath and committed to being kind to one another. Because the truth of the matter is life be lifing. I know that's not grammatically correct, but life be lifing, man. Life is hard. Life is difficult, and we are all going through something. We all are going through something. Wouldn't it be a great thing if we could just treat each other how we treat male? On the mail, certain things on the package, it says, Handle with care. Wouldn't it be outstanding if we were to handle each other with care? And, and, and especially those of us that proclaim to be followers of, of Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be amazing to see people 
actually being light, actively, deliberately, selflessly being kind, even to people who aren't being kind to you. That takes a level of maturity and restraint that many of us don't have. I, and I'm, I'm myself included. I'm, I'm petty. I no, let's not say I'm petty. I, I have the propensity, if not careful, to be petty. To be the <laughs> sultan of sarcastic pettiness. The emperor of important pettiness. Important pettiness. That's that's an oxymoron. Pettiness and importance is not they're not the same thing. I can be petty. I can be negative. I can be critical. You know, I find the most joy is being kind, being gentle. I just watched this outstanding movie. Auto, Auto was on Netflix. Tom Hanks, tremendous. The story is man is dealing with grief. Tremendous amounts of grief that's overtaking him as a person, like consumed by grief. And it resonated. It was like, oh, man, you can be so caught up in what's going on with you that you're not considerate of others. I have this philosophy. I have this thought. I, I may have even talked about it before, but I worked in higher education. I worked at the University of South Carolina, huge University, and I was very connected with the members of the National Panhellenic Council, also known as the NPHC, also known as the Divine Nine, also known for those of you that are not familiar with any of that that I just said, Black Greek lettered organizations, sororities and fraternities, Kappa Alpha Psi, which I'm a member of. Alpha Phi Alpha, Phi Beta Sigma, Omega Psi Phi, and, and the list goes on, a.k.a. Delta Sigma Theta, Sigma Gamma Rho, Zeta Phi Beta, Phi Beta Sigma, and the IOTAs. I'm not all the way clear of, of what their three letters are. <laughs> but I had, a, I had, a, I had a, 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 a role in student affairs, worked in multicultural student affairs, and I noticed, because I came from a small school, Came from a small liberal arts school. At, at the time, my, my college may have had 3,500 students, I'm thinking. And, and I, I may not even be accurate in that regard. I think that now they're like 5,000 students. But at the time, they were we were probably at either, you know, 2,800 2, students or at least 3,000 students. Somewhere in, that, somewhere in that, that range. And we knew each other. For the most part, most people knew each other. Or even if you didn't like personally know, you you knew. You knew who the person was. Like you might not have been kicking it with that individual, but you knew that person. Not only did you know that person, you knew who that person hung out with. You knew their crew. You knew their group. Well, then when I got to the University of South Carolina, which is 30,000 students, a lot of these folks don't know each other. And I, one thing I saw pretty easy, it was pretty, pretty, pretty easy for Greek 
organizations to have conflict with one another and to get into physical altercations, to get into, you know, some issues on campus would be, it would be very easy to do when the students did not know each other. When I knew you were in this group and I was in this group, there's no other affiliation. Or you on the football team, I'm in this group. You live over there, I live over here. There's a very quick way to be able to see someone not for who they are, just to see them as a label. That's all. I don't like labels. I don't like them. Conservative, liberal, woke, what, what, yeah, whatever, redneck, Yankee. I, I don't like them. I don't like them because they don't represent the all or the total of what a person is. They don't represent that individual. You know what represents that individual? Their name. Call me Mike. If you want to call, if you want to label me something, label me Mike Goodwin. Then find out who Mike Goodwin is. But if you can just call me a conservative or you just call me a liberal, you don't have to know who Mike is because you, you don't like liberals. You don't like conservatives. So you just put me in that, in that pile. And there's no... There's no humanity. There's no dignity. There's no sympathy or empathy. And what I noticed on those campuses when the students didn't know each other, it's a lot likely, highly likely opportunity for conflict. However, if folks knew each other, if it was like, hey, man, we were on the freshman dorm together. We played on the intramural team our freshman year together. We were in this, we were in a triple AS. That's the African-American student. African, African Association of African-American Students, AAAS, we call it. We were in AAAS together. We served on a committee. So when there's familiarity, 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 you got to edit that. <laughs> when you're familiar with someone, it's a lot less easy to label, label, label them and to have conflict. Now, you still have conflict. You have conflict. I have conflict with people that I know their whole name, their whole entire government name. I'm not saying that knowing people lessens the likely, knowing people does lessen the likelihood of conflict. What I'm saying, there is definitely no barrier to conflict if you don't know someone. You can know someone to have conflict. That's That's normal human conditions. But to not know someone, Cat Williams had a joke. He was talking about the war. He was saying that we were calling uh, the folks over in Afghanistan insurgents. Be like, oh, yeah, kill all them. We, I don't know no insurgents. <laughs> I don't have a relationship with no insurgents. Man, yes, you shoot all of them. And you can label something. So I would encourage you to, to lo- stop labeling. Get rid of the labels. And let's try our best to be kind to handle one another with care you can do that i think it makes the world a better place all right folks thanks for checking in to another episode of the best advice ever podcast man thank y'all so much for tuning in if you want to send me a question you can contact me at info 
at comedianmikegoodwin.com. If you have any questions, shout out to my guy Richard in Pennsylvania. I don't think that's the same guy that was purchasing body parts. No, that's 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 another gentleman. That's Jeremy. That's not that's not Richard. Jeremy in Pennsylvania was buying body parts. But yeah, shout out to him. He he, show, he shows love. He asks questions. He's very engaged in the podcast. I, I appreciate you for for checking checking on me and and staying in contact. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, check me out at Comedian Mike Goodwin, Instagram and Twitter on Bowtie, Bowtie Comedy on Instagram and Twitter and, and the TikTok. I'm also Comedian Mike Goodwin on Facebook. Forward, share, do all the things. I thank y'all again for checking in with me. I'll be back next week at the same bet place, same bet channel. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. You could have been anywhere in the world. But you're here with me, and I appreciate it. Till the next time, peace.